0: Welcome to the Sports by Fry Channel. My name is Fry and today I'm going to be discussing everything to do with round 13 in the AFL. Mainly from an AFL fantasy perspective. It is the 17th of June which means the second of three buy rounds is done and dusted. Thank God. I couldn't uh, couldn't be happier to see the end of these buy rounds. They have been absolutely putrid. I know a lot of other coaches have been uh, dealt shittier hands than I have but Yeah, I don't remember the buy rounds being uh, subjecting us to this much carnage, but we're nearly there, like I said, two rounds down, one to go. Uh, Hopefully, round 14 uh, shapes up as the least of our worries out of these three buy rounds. I think there's a lot of players uh, who are coming off their round 13 buy that'll be very, very interesting trade targets. Uh, My team went okay in round 13. I was okay. Pretty happy with it, I would have obviously liked better, but again, I moved up in ranking. I'm still just sitting outside the top 10,000. I'll show you exactly how my team unfolded, what my trades this week are looking like. A couple of big upgrades and still got a little bit of money left over to eventually uh, get rid of these rookies on my field and patch up the last few remaining holes in the large fries and coke i going to, of course, wrap up all the other big news from round 13 and then preview what we should be expecting in round 14 as well. So this week, the large fries and coke scored to move up in rank. I'm now sitting just uh, about two and a half thousand spots higher than what I was last time. So if I can have another jump like that, I'll be inside the top 10. Uh, that's where I wanted to be by the end of the bias. I know it's... <laughs> Doesn't seem like an amazing goal to aim for, but when I was sitting outside the top 30 or close to the top 30 earlier on, uh, I didn't think I'd be sitting here. So very happy to be closer to where I'd like to be than further away. Um, but he's just too valuable for me to, to warrant trading. Um, speaking of trades, I managed to bring in Big Elliot Yo this week, who was amazing. Um, the other guys did their job. Lloyd, 105, Duday 70, and Ryan, and 80. Can't really complain um midfield was a little bit of licorice all sorts Um, mcrae's 44 was obviously a kick in the dick to start uh start the round um and yeah he's out for a considerable amount of time so he'll definitely be a trade out for mine um nailed my captain pick this week pretty happy with tom mitchell's uh, 120 which of course was doubled. gibbs has been amazing in the last five or six weeks um danger i'm not really happy with playing forward and scoring in the 70s but He's been over a hundred, I think, for the last three weeks leading up to that. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. Um, Robbie Gray bounced back from a couple of 60s in a row with a nice 105. I'm glad I held the faith. Uh, The buyers didn't really give me much choice, but thanks for that, Robbie. Jiro, who I traded in this week, was good. Um, His best score with a 71, so he'll keep making me some money over the next few weeks. And uh, Lucky Neil was massive as well in the Dockers blowout. Sauce Jacobs scored his last score for the large fries and coke. It was very, uh, very appropriate that he scored under his average. Um, he hasn't been great for me, especially in the last half a dozen rounds. So big sauce is gone. But thanks for your final eighty, I guess. And then finally, in my forward line, I also had uh, Toby McLean's shitty sub fifty effort. Um, but I was very happily uh, looking at Rocky and Heaney scores as well. Um, traded in Liam Ryan. It's going to be. <laughs> I always get Luke and Liam Ryan confused. So it's gonna be very interesting now that I have both in my team. Um, I just decided that out of all the other downgrade forward options um, that I was looking at getting, none of them were really good enough. So traded Zach Giles Langdon into Ryan and I think Ryan will make me a bit more money over the coming weeks. So hopefully it was a good move. Willie Rioli's 34 rounded out my uh, final scores. Um, So I had 19 play. threw out Logan Austin's 30, which, yeah, finished me with uh, 16.46, over 200 grand in the back, so fingers crossed um, I can put that to good use this week. So with round 13 behind us, what can we expect for round 14? Now the round 14 buyer will see six teams uh, have a week off again, which is annoying, but it is the last official buy-around. We've nearly made it through. This week we'll be missing the Crows, Dockers, Cats, Tigers, Saints, and Swans from our lineup. So if you see any player with that blue dot above their uh, head on your team, make sure you put them on your pine um, and trade them out if if, uh, need be to make sure that you're fielding uh, as close to a full 18 and in a perfect world over a full 18 as possible. There's plenty of guys coming off the round of 13 buy that are good trade targets I'm going to talk about. So there's no real excuse to not add three players who are playing this week. Plenty of good downgrade options, plenty of good upgrade options. Um, And yeah, basically the last one is here. Hopefully we can uh, see this buy round through and then finally put them behind us and focus on the run home. The first plus three goes out to Chad Wingard for his effort on Thursday night. Back to back 120s, I don't think he's even sniffed anything over 90 uh, before that, hence the reason he's priced just over 500 grand, which is ridiculous. He's super cheap, isn't gonna get any cheaper and is um, a trade target that you should get now. Elliot Yo is the second bloke. Uh, pick a defenders for mine, uh, especially with Rory Laird out. Obviously with Laird back in uh, in the fray, it's a different conversation, but yeah, Yo he's been awesome. I'm super glad I had him in my team this weekend and there's No uh, reason to think that he's going to slow down. The last one, this could have gone to a plethora of dudes. Um, I ended up giving it to Fifey. Call me biased, whatever. Um, I was happy to see Fife scoring again uh, pretty big. I don't know if I have enough room in him for my midfield to trade in off his buy, but he's a fantastic option if you're looking for someone to uh, upgrade to your last midfield spot or maybe even your seventh, who knows? Um... Yeah, Fife is definitely a viable trade target Um, after he has his week off and looks like he's uh, set to score and probably be a top 8 midfielder um, over the second half of the season. Wasn't all positive though. Of course, there are negative threes. Um, I can't really give it to an injured dude. I hate giving it to an injured dude. So technically McRae and McLean get half a negative three each. So the two Bulldogs we thought were going to be awesome uh, loophole captain options. Both of them sucked. Um, they were hurt, and I know that McRae especially didn't play a half a game of footy, so, you know, their sub-50 scores were explainable, but not good enough. Second up is a bit harsh. Um, there were a few blokes around this mark, but I gave it to Andy Gaff who had uh, a season low. Um, not bad when your season low is 82, but he was fresh off his bye, had a 150 the week before, or if not, maybe the week before that, but... We used to see in 110s, 115s, and he dished up something that wasn't really good enough, although uh, the Eagles were not dominated by the Swans, but they didn't have as much of the footy, so expect him to bounce back uh, next week. Last but not least is uh, Patrick Dangerfield, who I spoke a little bit about earlier. He's being uh, Robbie Grade, playing a lot forward and not getting an opportunity to score massive, so... If you've got nothing better to do this week with Danger hitting his fire, he might be able to trade him to the likes of Kelly or Trelaw or someone and hopefully uh, get someone that's meant to be uh, delivering 110+. plus. Because at the moment, that's what we want from Danger. But, yeah, he's not really getting it done. Um, some noteworthy numbers. McRae has one of the biggest break-evens I've ever seen now. Um, after his hamstring complaint, he has a break-even of over 200. So... He is one hundred percent a must trade out. I'm going to be out for about a month as well, so definitely ditch him and turn him into something if you can. McLean and Ed Kerno are two other uh, popular dudes who have high break evens. If you don't have either of them in your side, it might be wise to wait a week or two because they'll definitely drop a bit in price, and then you can uh, snap them up and add them to your squad. Then a couple of former Ruckman Grundy and Gorn, have break-evens around 130, and so does Paddy Dangerfield. So those are the guys, or the most noteworthy guys, who have massive break-evens. On the other end of the spectrum, there's definitely some rookies that are going to make you a shitload of money if you pounce on them now. Uh, Mason Redman from the Bombers, and I think it's Joel Smith from the Demons. Both of them have negative break-evens. They're fresh off their buy. Um, They'll probably be the two most traded in players this week. So look at downgrading in your back line to get one of them or both if you want. Players like Michael Appanis, who's now on his buy, um, Brody Miracek and Paul Ahern will all make you some more money over the next few weeks. Uh, Ahern has a negative break even and Miracek and Appanis have single digit ones. So they should all see some uh, growth in their price. From a form perspective, Tom Mitchell's probably the pick of the bunch. And if you don't have him, he's a bloke that you'll uh, happily get into your side. Clayton Oliver's a bit of a popular um, POD, player of difference. He hasn't really got a huge ownership, but he's getting it done. Um, And, of course, other mainstream names like Josh Kelly and Treloar find themselves high up on the list, which is to be expected. If you're looking at somewhere else around the ground, uh, Tommy McDonald's probably a good option in defence. Steph Martin is uh, arguably the form ruckman, and fresh off his buy will be a popular trade target. Um, And finishing it off, probably Devin Smith is the pick of the forwards. Trade thoughts, I think uh, Josh Kelly is a must-have right now. He's arguably the form player of the competition. Um, It'll be interesting to see how he goes with Cornelio next to him. Um, A couple of people are a little bit concerned to see if he can have a big ceiling with Cogs next to him, but I'm not worried and he'll be coming in probably for me this week. Another option is Ollie Wines, who's definitely much cheaper than Kelly um, and with a stretch of games still to be played at Adelaide Oval. He's a great pick. His teammate who I already touched on, Chad Wingard, is not going to get any cheaper and at just over five hundred grand, is an awesome option in your forward line. And down back, I really like the looks of Lockie Whitfield and he's someone who's on my radar to come in uh, as soon as I can make it make it happen. The rookies I already touched upon a little bit. Um, if you're looking for one in defence, I'd pick Redmond over Smith but you could have both or one of them. When it comes to the forward line, there's a few other blokes. Um, there's Ahern who's got DPP. You could look at Aptness, but I'd be against trading in someone on their buy. And of course, Mia Cech, who I already mentioned, is um, another solid option. So there's definitely some players to consider if, you've, uh, if you're if you targeting a downgrade or two this week. You might want to downgrade someone and then throw some money on top of the likes of uh, Sauce Jacobs. Jack McRae, like I've said, is already a, uh, also a must trade out considering he's going to be out for a month. So you get rid of him, you can pretty much get anyone in the competition because he's worth a boatload. Um, outside of those two premiums, you could maybe look at ditching Paul Seedsman or maybe even Lockie Neal, um, if it gets you to one of the superstars in those groups, but they're probably the premiums or the cashed up dudes that you'd want to try and upgrade and turn into someone who's in form. And from a rookie perspective, there's a few dudes who have their buy this week that have served their purpose and it's time to get rid of them. Uh, Tim Kelly, if you've still got him, uh, Tom Duda, uh, Angus Brayshaw, Bailey Bearfield, all four of them are guys who have the buy this week, have served their purpose. They've made us 250, 300 grand, and are perfectly timed to be downgraded and or upgraded. So if you have one of those dudes or more in your side, then now might be the best week to move them on. Looking ahead to round 14, um, like I've said, McRae's injured, so he's got to go. McLean and Bont are under a bit of an injury cloud as well, so watch that space. Hopefully McLean gets up. Um, I've got an extra player in my forward line who will probably be an emergency in case McLean is a laid out but yeah all signs are pointing to the fact that both of them should be good to go but yeah watch this space. Shui pulled up a bit sore and spent big chunks of time on the bench but that was to be expected it was his first game back from a big hamstring injury so he'll be better for the run around and I think he scored a 50 odd on the weekend but once his price drops could be a perfect unique right for the picking. A Saints defender, uh, not Austin, not Rice, but Jimmy Webster, who I talked about, uh, I think it was back in around four or five, maybe even closer to six. He was starting to look really good, scored a couple of 90s and high 80s in a row, but he suffered an abductor injury and is probably going to face a stint on the sidelines. Um, and the aforementioned Bailey Rice actually got concussed uh, in the third quarter with, when he crashed into Jack Martin and he didn't come back on, so... He's another dude that you might want to trade out to uh, maximise bodies on the field. There wasn't really any massive suspension news, um, a couple of fines, nothing really noteworthy. Hopefully uh, nothing new comes out um, over the next coming days in MRP stuff, but I think, uh, touch wood, we dodged all the bullets. My trades, as I've mentioned, I'm probably going to have to get Kelly in. Um, McRae will probably go out for me this week, like I've said, he's... uh, his omission hurts and he's been pretty shitty for me which sucks but at least uh trading him out gives me a bit of money to do some other stuff with um i'll probably look at turning sauce jacobs into steph martin and maybe getting redmond or smith with one of my other moves Um, maybe even look at another midfielder like Kerno or someone of the sorts and then yeah i think dude or sauce jacobs those type of dudes on their buy will be uh the prime guys will probably be evicted from the large fries and coke this week Another Thursday night game this week. We've got the Bombers versus the Eagles. So, if you want to trade in players from those two teams, or trade out, I should say, uh, make sure you do so before that game starts because once that game tips off, then those players are locked in stone. And then obviously, there's no more lockout for everyone else um, come Friday. Good luck in round 14. We nearly made it. The buyers have seriously tested us, but we'll have my fingers crossed that no uh, spanners are thrown in the works during team selection. I think if we've survived the last two weeks, then nothing will kill us this week. And then uh, hopefully we can get used to fielding another 22 players and God, they're nearly done. They're nearly done. We're so close, hold on. Good luck next week. Make sure you stay tuned to Sports by Fry. I've got heaps of stuff planned as the NBA draft um, kicks off. That'll be on Thursday. So I've got heaps of pieces that I'm going to put out um, that I'm putting a bit of time and effort into now. In the lead up to that, we're doing a Thursday trade video with JLo. That'll probably go up sometime Friday afternoon, so just before lockout on Friday. And then, as always, there's a few other pieces that I've got in the back of my mind that could see the light of day. So, good luck in the final buy round. Thanks for watching. Until next time.